There's nothing common about racing in the Commonwealth. From asphalt to dirt, from drag racing to road courses, it's all right here in Racing Virginia. I'm Dave C. And I'm Brandon Brown. And man, we have we got a show for you. We have, uh, of course, the uh, the pole sitter from the Thunder. I gotta get it right. Thunder Road Harley Davidson two hundred. There you at go. So, at Sobo, got Mike Looney going to be on the line uh, today. We're going to talk to him about um, Sobo and and what he's been doing this year. Uh, you know, he's he committed to the cars tour early in the season. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to try to make as many races, mm-hmm. but he dropped. I think he missed. He's he missed go- two. He's, yeah, he he's, I don't think he went to those events. Yeah. So I mean, but uh, hey, he's one hell of a driver. I mean, and he he had the fastest car at South Boston on Saturday. And we, need, too. we need to talk to him yeah. about that because he's probably. I would imagine he's probably a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he finished six, but I mean, still. Yeah, you know you. Uh, There's he, a whole he, situation he, that he went through he in that race. Eighty-four laps mm-hmm. with you know two lead changes. I mean, two times for a total of eighty-four laps, yeah. and that was all in the first half of the race. Yeah. So think about how dominant that car was at yeah. number eighty-seven. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I was there. Did you? You, you knew I was there. Right? I know you were there. You did great on social media for us. <laughs> no, but I, I tell you what, that that whole event experience. I, I drove down to South Boston for the. First time for a race. I had never actually been there for a race before, which is kind of disappointing. Moved here at the end of 2018, didn't get to go in 2019, and then 2020, the pandemic hit and they didn't race. So I told myself I had to get down there, and this was the race to go to, folks. And uh, everybody must have felt the same exact way because holy cow. What a crowd they had at South Boston. I mean, people lined around the entire track with their with their uh, the folding chairs, and you couldn't find a seat in the grandstands if you wanted to. It definitely reminded me of the old days. It really did. When I saw pictures of it, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I mean that was a hu- that was a huge crowd. Um, I, I think you know a couple things. I think people are looking to, looking to come to the races uh, for one, and second, uh, they did a good job of promoting it. Really, yeah. a really good job at promoting the event. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, it, it showed in everything that they did. And the uh, Shears down there. I mean, I talked to Carly, uh, and she she let me in the door, which was thank you, Carly. Appreciate that, and, and just got to hang out as a fan, basically. For you know, I posted stuff on social media, but I wanted to get the fan experience at south boston which is which was in my opinion second to none i mean the place looked immaculate even with the the amount of people there i mean you could get around it was fun it was friendly saw the gift shop for the very first time holy crap they had all sorts of old school racing goodies in there that i could have spent my entire life savings life savings on if i wanted to Oh, it was, it was, I, I, my eyes went about, you can't see what I'm doing right, but they were about this freaking big when I walked yeah. in there. I, I wish you would have seen the place when it was, didn't have the wall on the inside. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the racing, I think it's good now, Yeah, but I think when they didn't have that wall right down there at the bottom groove, yeah. which NASCAR ha- had them put in when the yeah. trucks in the Bush series started mm-hmm. making different rules. Sure. Uh, I, the, there was some place to get away. Yeah. So if you had an accident in, in one and two, you... It, some aprons, some Yeah, there was some aprons, some runoff area where, kind of like Martinsville. Yeah. It had a little bit of a, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of a bump there, uh, but at least you had somewhere to go if there were some trouble, I mm-hmm. wish you would have seen that. that, that <clears throat> but that is a phenomenal racetrack. It it always has been, and yeah. we talk about this all the time. We are blessed in this state. Mm-hmm. We have some of the finest racetracks in the country, and some of the greatest. I think some of the greatest promoters, sure, in, in short track. We're we're trying different things. We got new blood coming in. It's it's pretty cool yeah. to watch. You know, they're talking about new blood, younger owners coming into NASCAR. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that on the 
on the short track side as well. Sure. Because, because I mean, like the world changes, how people consume racing, how people consume everything has changed, especially in the last 20 years with the, you know, the digital revolution with everything going on, on, on the internet. Now people's behavior, uh, like they buy tickets online, they consume content differently. So I think they've they've done such a phenomenal job. They had the the race on Track Pass. If you weren't there last uh, last Saturday, you probably watched it on Track Pass, or you watched it on Sobo TV on their website. Good field of cars, too. Good field of cars. They had, they had thirty six late model stocks there. Which I, I was talking to some of the old guys there. I sat down. I actually sat down with with some of the guys that were probably in their seventies, just talking about. It. And they and even those guys were like, "This is a great." turnout great field of cars when i was back then in the 90s uh, all of the 90s pretty much when i was there there were i mean we turned people away i mean i don't want to say turn people away but you couldn't fit anybody else there you had you had a b main you know you literally had to we had 40 50 cars show up every week and a lot of it was because the days at the time owned Sobo and Orange County Speedway. Mm-hmm. If, man, if you haven't ever been to Orange County, you need to go to Orange County. That's like a that's like a short track Bristol. I mean, it's you you're yeah. talking about it's like 33 degrees banking. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, the days owned both of them, so they yeah. flip flopped weekends. Yep. So you'd have, and it's 45 minutes away, which is not bad. So you'd have. The Sobo fans go to Orange County. The Orange County fans go to Sobo. Same thing with the drivers. They had a two track championship. Which I thought, you know, I've always said if if a couple of tracks can work together and give some money to get them to go to both and then you work with each track on who gets to run that, you know, that division on a certain week. I, or if it's a Friday, Saturday sure. night track. So, but and it you, keeps things fresh for the fans too. Yeah. But uh, hey, uh, it w- a great weekend of racing. It was uh, all over the place. Um, uh, Road America. That place. <laughs> I'm glad they went back. Yeah, I, I really am. I'm I'm super glad that they went back. Uh, it's a beautiful facility. I hear a lot of chatter about, hey, could this become the new Fourth of July tradition? I think a lot of people were a little disappointed that it's not it at uh, Daytona because you not only do you see the fireworks at Daytona, you see them all over there at the beach. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, all, the, all the fireworks going off. But it's always hot. Yeah, it's hot, I, and it in lately especially there it seems like it rains every freaking time yeah. they want well, to put on a that, race in july and that's that's florida but, yeah i mean but i will say this they i i believe it's a lot going to be a lot of intrigue yeah because obviously daytona is the uh you know i didn't think indy last year for fourth of july was the right call no i think road america is the right call Temperature wise, it's beautiful up there. It's mm-hmm. Wisconsin's not as hot and humid. Uh, and man, they, I, 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 they had the place was sold out, and they had more campers than I've seen in a, forever. And if, I've been to that facility before. I went there up in two thousand and eighteen when I lived up in Chicago. We drove up and and saw the Xfinity series there. They had the uh, super trucks and uh, the Trans Am series there as well. And I tell you what, the the facility is prime for a 4th of July weekend because you've got all that space there. You know, the tracks like settled in the woods, uh, in the woodland area there. You've got places to camp and grill out and drink beer. And it's not a normal race track experience. The people from Wisconsin, (laughs) they know how to drink and uh, they know how to eat. They ain't, they ain't <laughs> amateurs. I'm t- when it comes to drinking, yeah. Wisconsin, there are no amateurs in the game. And and they have some of the best race fans in the country, too. I mean, like, the, the, the racing scene up in Wisconsin is no joke. And I, I think that they, they made the right call going up there, and it, it was a good time. Uh, the one thing that was great to see, okay, our boy Brandon Brown. Other Brandon Brown. Yeah, the other Brandon Brown. The driver, Brown, Brandon, the driver Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown uh, sponsored by Sim Seats up there. Yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. Our good cool. friends at SimSeats. Yep, so SimSeats, a company based right here in in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, I think we said we told him we were going to come do a show over yeah. there, didn't we? We yeah. need and, to work and that now out. And that, now that everything's getting back to normal, which it is, man, I think we I need tell to you do what, that. Yeah, we, we go over to the SimSeats office and record a show, oh. but... 
Pound and Brown also made some news this week. Uh-huh. Baby Doge. Baby Doge. Baby Doge cur- uh, cryptocurrency oh, is sponsoring him. It's so good to see, you know, Brandon. I'm going to have to buy me some Baby Doge. You, you could get on a Coinbase or whatever and, and get in the crypto game. I'm already in the <laughs> you're crypto in the game. crypto game. How much you got, son? You gonna tell us tell us what you're invested in? Shiba, Shiba, Inu. Shiba? okay. And that seems to be a good call. Okay, they just got uh, the Shiba Swap site now. Okay, so and so it, there's the one thing that you wanted to, you know, I don't come. They call them poop <laughs> coins, you know, or yeah, meme yeah, coins, meme coins, because uh, they were created it, as a joke. Yeah, it would create a joke, but now. The creators of it are actually doing stuff on the blockchain. Yeah. Trust me. I, I, Did you do your research, Dave? I am. You have no idea how much research I'm doing because, <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing is, is finding a project that you could get in, mm-hmm. in early and it's yeah. like a fraction of a penny. Of course. Well, because it goes to a dollar, you're, you're golden. Well, I mean, that's the thing that happened with, with Bitcoin, is you know 10 years ago it was worth this much and now like if you invested in if you invest a couple thousand dollars in bitcoin when it started you're a millionaire you're a multi-millionaire now. i wonder if they paid brandon and and baby doge I, I don't know we're gonna have we'll have him on and ask him yeah. but yes back to the sim seat sponsorship virginia company sponsoring a virginia team and a virginia driver super freaking cool you know the nice thing i think that they've done is they've moved that sponsorship around they, mm-hmm. they have sam hunt mm-hmm. you know they tate fogelman uh, the truck series they've done him before and uh, did uh, anthony alfredo a couple years ago at vegas i mean i mean moved it around a little zach, bit and zach mcafee at sim seats i mean we friend of the show friend of friend of all of racing virginia too he actually retweeted us last yeah, week he did i like him yeah he's a, a he, cool he's dude. a good dude he's a good dude and uh no better no better driver to sponsor than uh, our own brandon brown right from here in racing virginia uh th- that was cool uh, but it was also cool to see baby joe's join it yeah i that little meme dog the kids that are gonna little, yeah you know what? the kids are gonna love that yeah. and also who's doing the um somebody's doing the boss baby Corey oh, LaJoy Corey LaJoy in, that, in the cup series you know i think those when they're putting the the car graphics together that they are playing to a younger crowd which i think is smart mm-hmm. what happens when a little kid wants a die cast to play with because it's got that on it sure same thing with the like the um m&m stuff what they've done with that i remember when i was a kid when the uh, when the nine car and the 29 car had cartoon network yep. sponsorship like you just gravitate to that that was the cool die cast to buy when you were a little kid and i hope that that uh <laughs> kids just like that dave just like that you get get her some uh some some cool die casts Oh, what was I going to say? You, you, you distracted me with cuteness just now. <laughs> what did you do that That's for? Dave, Dave showing pictures of his granddaughter here. But yeah, the, the, oh, I know what I was going to say. And I always go back to Brendan Queen's 03 old school video games car with Mario on it. That car always sticks out to me. And if you saw the line of kids. But like, I think if I was, I think if I was, if I was Butterbean that I'd have. I know they cost money, yeah, but to it would change be, up the paint, cha- and change up the game that yeah. they put on it because they usually you always has Super Mario. On sure, it. but Mario is is so cool. quintessential, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean and, Mario. And, Kart. and if you see, they had an autograph session down on the front stretch, everybody could come down on the front stretch. Kids and, like and, that one, and, didn't they? And you should have seen the line of kids to come up and and see Butterbean's car and get his autograph and talk to him for a second. I'm gonna go off topic a little bit, but uh, being a marketing guy, yep, like you. Uh, when I so I got a guy in the, in the mud bog bu- in business that is his nickname is Tadpole. Tadpole. Yeah. But he calls his 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 dragster mud dragster. He calls it kryptonite. I'm like, dude, do you know that if you developed a like a mean looking, cool looking tadpole, you know? And some graphics and put that on your car. The kids would love that. Absolutely love it. Oh, for sure. You got to start thinking about the younger generation. That is for sure. It's now or never, now or never. Yeah, it's now or never. The clock is ticking. My ambitions will outlast the pressure. It's now or never, now or never. Yeah, the time is now. Work hard, play hard. That's what I'm 
let's go to the phone lines and we're going to talk to the pole sitter of the, I always think of Thunder Road Harley Davidson 200 at South Boston. Of course, he is the driver of the number 87 late model stock car. He is Mike Looney. What's up, Mike? Oh, I'm a driver of an international farm tractor today, <laughs> bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because I, I had no idea you was in the farm and stuff, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Let, let's, let's go back to this past weekend. You had a fast car. You really did. Uh, sat on the pole um, in, a, in a pretty stout field of cars. Oh, yeah, man. That was a stacked field. Uh, what, a, what a great field of cars and what a great crowd they had at South Boston. I think it's the most people I've ever seen there. Wow. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Uh, you know, we, uh, Forest Reynolds built us, we built a new car over the winter and, uh, we're breaking it in pretty fast that, uh, we really didn't think we had that kind of speed for qualifying, uh, really kind of shocked me and Billy Martin to, to sit on the pole, but you know, you'll, you'll take it when you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> you going into that race, uh, I will, uh, uh, let's talk about that crowd first. I want to talk about the, the, the atmosphere there at South Boston, because, I mean, I was sitting up in the stands whenever you went to the top of the board, and I don't know if you could hear it, but that crowd went nuts, and you could hear, you know, there were thousands of people there going nuts. Could you feel that energy throughout that event at all? Oh, you can. Uh, you know, it's it's really after the last few years we've had, you've kind of we kind of forgot about it, and you were, you know, racing just purely on your own desire and joy of racing, but. The, the feel that energy again and hear that crowd. I mean, like, wow, this this is awesome. You know, now I remember why we worked so hard to do this. You know, for sure. And and the thing about that was is is that it kind of transferred down to the the autograph session. You had a you had a long line of people coming up to you know say hello, get your autograph, kids talking to you and stuff. Uh, did that bring you a sense of I guess normalcy to the racetrack? Uh, I wouldn't ever, I don't feel normal doing that. It doesn't, I mean, that, that didn't really like me what I do autographing. And, uh, really I was flattered. Uh, so many people was, you know, eager to speak to us and talk to us and shook a lot of hands and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was really flattering. Uh, kind of surprising as well. You know, uh, we always felt like motor mile speedway was our home track. And, uh, it seems like the people, you know, down in South Boston, down, Really everywhere we've been, but particularly around South Boston area, really, really took a liking to us. So, uh, yeah, really glad to glad that those folks cheering us on. I, I can hear them. I see them hanging off the fence when I come around there. It's, it's pretty, pretty neat deal to start at the bottom. You know, nobody and uh, claw and work our butts off and have a competitive car to be able to. You know, uh, I I feel like we had the car to beat. Uh, you know, definitely in contention to win, just, just wasn't in the cards again. That brings me to the point that I'm, it, it really surprised me that you picked up your first Sobo win this year on May 15th. I just, I would have thought you had a, a bunch of wins at South Boston. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a testament to how tricky that track is and the competition level. I mean, you, We've been down there and been really, really good, but Lee Pulliam was just really, really better, and Peyton Sellers was just better. Like, uh, and you know, a lot of different, a lot of different guys. Uh, you know, of course, Philip Morris got his name on Victory Lane down there. Uh, anytime he raced there, you were about racing for second. And a lot of years, we chalked up to just getting our butt kicked and and learning and uh, kind of. My buddy Forrest Reynolds, he uh, he helped me with the setup when I first started going down there. It was a lot like Philip Morris's setup, and uh, I just couldn't drive it. It just didn't suit me. And after three or four years of racing there, we evolved right back to the setup he gave me that Philip Morris used to drive, and now I can drive it. I don't know what changed in me, or it just took me that long to learn the little tricks of that track. But it's it was pretty cool uh, to see how things come in a circle and. And at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, you can have a fast car and you're just waiting on the driver to get his stuff together. You know? 
Well, it looked like car and driver both had their stuff together. Uh, at least at the first half of that race, you uh, you led over 80 laps, and then coming out of that caution flag, you started dropping back through the field. I, I didn't ask you, but I saw you, I read your lips, and it looked like you said you had a cr- clutch issue that, that manifested itself right there. Was that what happened uh, that, that made you drop all the way to the rear of the field? Yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a freak thing. Uh on that restart, when I shifted to fourth, it just accelerated and it just revved up. And, uh, you know, we were able to nurse it around there to the to the halfway break. And, uh, guys, they got it picked up. And there was oil on the clutch. Uh, I'm assuming the rear paint seal or the oil pan gasket or something may have, may have uh, failed. And, uh, you know, those guys, they were on point. They got it, about two cans of brake cleaner and got it cleaned off. And, uh, we thought, I mean, me and Billy Martin talked, we thought about just parking the car, you know, 37 cars starting in the back. That's a good good chance to tear it up. But I said, let's just see if it'll pull. And uh, and, it, and it did. It started pulling again. I'm a, you know, I'm a mechanic by trade, so I come up with a theory in my brain if I kept the thing wound up under caution, centrifugal force will keep the oil wicked off the clutch. So I'm going around there in first gear under all the cautions, turning about 7,000 RPMs. People probably think I'm crazy or something. Like, what is he doing? But, but it worked, and, uh, you know, we were able to have – we had clutch the whole rest of the night and uh, just run out of laps, man. We passed a pile of cars just – uh, caution lapse ate up, ate up my racing time. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I tell you, I was, I was, fall, I was down on pit road watching that second half of that race, and and I was keeping up with you, and it seemed like you had passed another car every time you came around. Uh, speaking to how good that car was, um, were you surprised at all how you were able to make your way through the field, and and things just fell. You know the cautions did eat up your eat up your time, but it looked like you made some really good moves out of those caution flags to pick up extra spots and make it to six. Were you did you surprise yourself at all as how how you weaved through the field? Uh, well, I'm I'm really more surprised by the lack of damage on the race car. We, uh, um, I just set my mind that I was not tearing this car up. You know, for for tenth or fifteenth. I mean. We've had. Seems like with this that new car, every one we win, we got to give one away. And we, the last race area, we crashed it on the first lap of the first race and uh, duct taped it back together and won the second race with it. But, but I was just really determined to not, not tear it up. And uh, what's really putting me in a little more conservative mode than normal, which may have been actually the the way right way to race a two hundred lap race anyway. Uh, you know, we, we actually give a lot of spots of back on, on restarts, just being too careful. and had to pass the same cars again, but at the end of the night, passing, you know, 30 cars and leading a lot of laps and don't even have a donut on it. So I'm really proud of that. So really fortunate, thank God, for that. You know, I mean, we just, we got so much going on, you know, obviously a lot of other irons in the fire other than racing, and, you know, we don't, we, we're not full-time racers, so Every time the driver crashes it, it's a, it's a lot of work on, on the guys. And uh, so we just, just, I just, I would just, we just thank God to get out of there unscathed and, uh, you know, have a decent finish. Uh, definitely disappointing. Definitely best car I've ever had there, hands down. I don't really, I can't wait to get back down there next week. <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't wait to watch you either, man, because you put on quite a show. Um, I did want to ask now, uh, as you turn, we will, you turn your focus to this next week. We turn our focus to the Virginia triple crown right now. And I mean, you know, parking that car could have put you completely out of the Virginia triple crown finishing sixth. Now you have a chance at it. Uh, as you look towards Langley and racing for, you know, that extra money, uh, what is, what challenges is that race going to present to you? Uh, I think the biggest thing is the commute. Uh, you know, we haven't been down there in two years. Uh, they got a little pavement's a little different in some places. Uh, you know, obviously we didn't make the cars tour race. We didn't go down for that. Uh, but a lot of guys have got a pretty big leg up on us as far as slight, you know, experience. Uh, we run well when we have been there, but, uh, you know, the, with the tire shortage right now, um, uh, 
we're really concerned that we're just really not going to get to test that much because a, a right rear lasts you about 50 laps there, you know, making, you know, practice runs at, at pretty hard pace. Uh, just really don't know if we have enough tire to go down there and get our car dialed in. Uh, we, we were kind of, we actually haven't made a hundred percent decision whether we're going or not. Uh, obviously we want to, but the, I guess the tourist season's in full swing. We check in like motel rooms are $200 a piece and just a lot of, a lot of logistical obstacles, uh, you know, kind of facing us about that whole race. But we're, we're, uh, we're working through it. We'll try to try to make a decision here pretty quick. What, what we need to do, but well, uh, I know you'll make the you'll make the best decision for for yourself, your team, you know, your your life. But I know uh, racing fans across the state of Virginia definitely want to see you come down there and put on a show because every time that you uh, you're on the track, you do put on a show, and that was evident at South Boston. Uh, um, you know, you you're doing a lot with the the cars tour. You're doing a lot. You know, you know, late model stock racing, and and you said you're not a full time racer though. And I want to start talking about that international tractor you're on today, uh, um, because a lot of people might not know that about you. Uh, what you know? What is it? What do you do personally, and what do you do professionally? That's that's not racing. I, I do. I'm into everything. Uh, we. Uh, I'm a crane mechanic by trade. I work on big cranes, and uh, I had an easy one this morning. Um, I have like a service truck that I go out do. Uh, like you know, road calls. The crane breaks down on the job. I'll go fix it. And they, uh, I had an easy one this morning. I got there and it was it was working right like it was supposed to by the time I got there. So, so I, I thought, man, I can get up and get that hay down before it gets dark. <laughs> so, so I run home and change clothes and run up to the other place here. We got a little a little farm and uh, try to get some get some mowing done. I just hadn't had uh, hadn't had time with work and. You know, racing everywhere some week, you know, somewhere every week. We just, things get get behind and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to catch up when you're, when you're in that, we're in that race shop all the darn time, it seems like. There was a little girl, friend of the family was come in there yesterday. She said, do you work on this every day? Like, cause every time <laughs> she's ever visited, we've been in the race shop. I said, yeah, honey, we do. She said, why? That's a good question. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> good question. Yeah, I'm, actually, yeah, it makes me happy because uh, at Virginia Motor Speedway, we farm our own land. So, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we say all the time that Bill Sawyer, who owns the place, is the only promoter that when it rains, he's happy and sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. He, he's happy for the crops, but he's really sad for the racing. So, uh, you know, we, we find that you know, racers do all kinds of things. Um, you know, obviously being a mechanic is probably at the top of the list for, for most racers. Uh, the one thing I never knew about you is that you actually have a small farm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's about like racing, you know, we're, we're taking pretty good loss. There's no money in it for sure. And it's just more about more to me about tradition and, and just taking care of the lamb and stuff. So, you know, definitely not in it to, to make anything, but uh, actually, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy running equipment and stuff, and getting out, getting outside, and not having to. It's kind of a de-stress time for me. All only, the only obstacles I had this morning was a couple tree limbs and a seen two black snakes and yellow jackets. There. Yeah, so and you know, been my excitement for today. <laughs> yeah, I don't like yellow jackets, and I don't like snakes. But uh, you know, the the one thing that like my boss, the general manager for, and he's a racer too. And he loves the farming because when he gets out there, he kind of, he can kind of tune out except for us calling you while you're doing it. <laughs> but, but you know, you can kind of tune out and it's quiet, you know, it's, I mean, other than the, the sound of the tractor and, or, and if you play yourself a little music, I, mean, I don't know, but still you get in that cab and man, it's, it's a, it's a little small world and there's nobody to bother you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, I guess a de-stressing time for me. Uh, if you're just busy enough that you can't be thinking about all the other stuff you need to be doing, uh, but still relaxed enough that you can relax, you know, just just barely enough to keep your mind occupied without worrying. So that's that's my go-to, you know. But but we, I gotta I gotta get wrapped up and get back to the race shop. Well, uh, four guys get there this evening. We're gonna 
I guess we'll go pull the engine out, see why we got oil everywhere, <laughs> be ready to go next week somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, um, you know, you're you're racing in the the weekly uh, the Advanced Auto Parts weekly series, uh, but you're also running the the Cars Tour. Um, you've run five of seven races. You got two poles, and uh, um, I just wanted to ask you what the, what your future is like in the Cars Tour for the rest of the season. Uh, we should. I think we're gonna. Race every race except for maybe the Wake County week. I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to go down there. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to Hickory for the big throwback race. Uh, that's another another big fan, you know, fan pleaser. They packed the house at Hickory for that show. So, uh, And we run really, really well at Hickory the last last trip. And we made pretty good notes on that setup. Hopefully we'll be competitive again uh, and we kind of, uh, I never got to race there much, but really enjoyed it. Uh, it reminded me uh, a lot of my old, you know, old Stomping County, uh, Franklin County Speedway, you know, kind of, kind of rough and tumble and uh, a lot of, a lot of character kind of stuff at Hickory. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, obviously Motor Mile, uh, my favorite place to race, uh, close to home, get to sleep in my own bed. So we'll be looking forward to those coming up on the tour and, I can't even remember what's after that. I do good to stay a week ahead, let alone a month. <laughs> <laughs> now, me and both me and Brandon are marketing guys, okay? And we were at the beginning of the show, we were talking about, you know, some sponsorship stuff that's happening in Xfinity Series, the Baby Doge and the Baby Boss. And, you know, we, you know, Mike Looney, we should have some Looney tunes on your car. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That was, that was my favorite favorite cartoon growing up for sure well it's been, it's been a long since about elementary school since anybody made fun of me about my name but, but uh, that, that would be cool well uh, definitely uh, open any kind of marketing partners uh, if we could uh, ever get somebody on board, board big enough to uh, pay this house payment for me and uh, pay Virginia Tech off for my daughter's college we could, <laughs> we'd do, we could do some racing then but until then we got to keep turning wrenches oh man well, we'll work on that for you here at the podcast we'll uh we'll we'll put some words out for the to get the warner brothers on the on the car for you um I've, I've seen they've been on cars before man they were here at richmond they were up uh, they had the muppets at chicagoland and ninja turtles and stuff so it's not out of the realm of possibility to get these uh these cartoon figures on the on the cars uh mike as we uh you know as we look forward into this season i want to take a look back really quickly at your career um first uh you know we talked about you know uh, a little bit of it, but uh, how did you start racing? What? How did you get into it? And what made you keep doing it? Man, it'll take a long time. I'll try to give you the, give the, the spark, the spark notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, as a kid, we somebody drug a yard cart, a little uh, go-kart around. I found I was just really, of course, I'd had dirt bikes and stuff and I always loved speed and I always loved riding and, uh, you know, the, the cart thing kind of evolved. Uh, a friend of mine, Joe Taylor, uh, best friend in school, still still buddy of mine, helps us on the car. He Somehow he come up with a pure stock car and we took to Franklin County. And uh, I kind of got to help him and decided, you know, this is something I wanted to do. So I started started working hard and saving money. And uh, What year was that? Another uh, uh, probably about 93 or 94. We were, you know, we were still in high school. Uh, kind of hard to make much money for racing when you're going to school, but managed to, uh, wash dishes at the local restaurant and put up hay for the farmers around to save everything I could to get a, uh, friend, our neighbor up the road, Lee Sarver had, had built a pure stock car. It was a 1974 Ford Torino. Uh, not the, best handling piece in the world by no means but we we started in pure stock at franklin county and uh you know it was just rough starting out just like any class it was a pretty loaded field for a pure stock division as far as drivers and, but we worked our way up and won the, the pure stock championship in 98 uh got a ride with my friend tommy fleming uh in a limited car we were a valley speedway you know motor mile now in 99 and and struggled to be competitive and we pieced together he 
built a new car over the winter. Uh, 2000, we started winning and won the limited sportsman championship in 2000. And 2001, the track did away with limited in favor of late model trucks. So I had, I was pretty much sink or swim, jump phone into late model, ready or not. And I got my butt kicked for 10 or 15 years till, till, uh, you know, slowly just getting in better and better stuff and getting hooked up with Billy Martin and, and, uh, you know, Billy, Billy, we're not, we're not the biggest team and by far not the wealthiest. Uh, so we Billy listens to what I tell him and he really tries his best to get me what I need. And, and it seems like every year we just get a little better, you know, we get a little better car, a little better motor, a little better shocks, just slowly, you know, having the same team and sticking together and growing. Uh, and growing. actually, I, I couldn't, if I could drive for anybody in late model stock right now, I, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, they'd be, they'd have to get somebody else, you know. <laughs> I got you on, yeah, got you on that one, and uh, um, obviously the the success that you've had is is evident of that. Uh, one you know, one last last topic that I did want to touch on is is you know back in two thousand and nineteen, you had your best year of your career. You were the people's champ. The, the, the people's champ. The, the people's yeah. champ. Uh, you won, uh, I believe, 13 races, uh, which was the second most in the entire country, and you finished second in the national points. You were, I mean, you were right there to, to perhaps win the national title in the weekly series. Um, you know, take us back to that season and, and tell us, you know, were you heartbroken that you didn't win it? Um, were you proud of what you done? Was it a mixed emotion? How, uh, how was that? I would say more proud. We, uh, I kind of feel like the you know, the response we got from the fans, the, all the new fans we made, um, means more to me than a than a marble trophy. Uh, you know, I guess you're in the record books forever, but but when you know, it, it just seems like me. Maybe I think we gained more than what we lost. Uh, you know, with the with the or the racing community really took note, and uh, you know all the fans of the different places we went. So we it would have been uh, would have been nice to you know had that accomplishment on our belts. And uh, we're not we're not completely ruling it out uh, making another try for it sometime before we before we hang it up. But the, uh, you know that national deal, it's kind of like the year chooses you. You can't really choose it. Uh, um, so we, all in all, you know, just really proud of even having a chance with, if you've seen the garage we work out of and the truck we pull it with and the, the actual man hours we have to put on it, you know, it's really, really proud of my team and my guys to even put us in, in a position to have a chance. So there's definitely no, no, uh, I didn't, I didn't shed no tears over it, so no me and Billy, we've had a good time. We have circumstances came that we we couldn't race this weekend or ever again. You know, we we ain't gonna hang our heads and uh, be all down in the dumps. We've had a good time. That's that's what it's about. No, to us. more so than victories. You know what I mean. <laughs> And you did gain a huge following from from that, and I mean, you got you got the title, the People's Champ. Obviously, you know the like you said, the the national title. It's it's not not always in your in your hands. It's it's where you race, how many cars you got there. You know, it, there's a there's a big huge formula. You got to be a a college graduate in mathematics to figure it all out. But uh, you did a phenomenal job, and we are proud to have you as a member of the Race in Virginia family. Uh, you represent this state um, extremely well whenever you go and wherever you go uh, to race. So thank you for that and. And thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to visit with us because we know you're super busy. I mean, heck, we took 20 minutes out of your time to get the hay up. So I hope we didn't screw you over <laughs> too bad today. No problem at all, man. I appreciate y'all 
having me on and uh, hopefully we'll be talking after langley maybe absolutely i'll i'll be there i'll be on pit road and i'll bug you a couple more times for some videos and some other content too so yeah thank you mike so much uh for for spending your time with us and and good luck on the rest of the season all right guys thank y'all appreciate it man what a what a great guy he is um really a phenomenal dude uh he came on the the sport uh Probably not as quick as as some, but he has made a name for himself. That is for sure. Uh, we need to keep this this ball rolling, and we you know we last last uh, week we started a new segment called the Commonwealth Closer. Well, this week's topic is none other than racetrack food, and I'll tell you why. Because Brandon got called out on Twitter. Because he ate a South Boston Speedway bologna burger with lettuce and tomato. <laughs> and uh, the foremost expert in South Boston bologna burgers. That would be Elliot Sadler, by that, the way. That would be Elliot Sadler. Elliot uh, happens to follow me on, uh, on the Twitter machine. And he saw my picture. So I'll tell you the story. This was my first, this is like I said earlier, this is my first race at South Boston. I get up to the concession stand and I'm waiting in line and, and the nice lady at the counter, I say, I'd like a, a bologna burger, please. And with, uh, with grilled peppers and onions. And she says, would you also like to lettuce and tomato? And I say, you know what? Sure. I'll have lettuce and tomato. So I was documenting my entire experience at South Boston on, on my Twitter channel, my personal Twitter. And so I posted a picture of it on Twitter. And, uh, well, the foremost expert on bologna burgers saw this tweet, and he quote tweeted it and said, Who the hell puts a tomato on that sandwich? You want a double with grilled onions and peppers with extra mustard. And he tagged South Boston and he tagged Chris Rice in the tweet as well. Chris didn't say anything, but uh, Todd Bodine commented on it and said, he must be a rookie talking about me. And Brett Griffin, his longtime spotter, Elliot's spotter, said, what an idiot with the gif of uh, Will Ferrell from uh, Wedding Crashers. So, of course, I didn't know. I was doing other things, and my, and my buddy Mike Avranian, who I used to work with here at Richmond, said, yo, dude, you need to, like, send Elliot Sadler a new picture of a bologna burger. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I looked, I'm like, oh, my God. And it, the tweet was getting traction, too. I was like, oh, no, people are, like, to think I'm an idiot. So I went. Well. You well. <laughs> I was ignorant. I wasn't an idiot. I was ignorant of the situation. So I went and I bought a double with grilled peppers and onions and extra mustard. And I ate, I ate the whole thing and I put tweeted it out and, and Elliot gave me a kudos for a job well done. So I, uh, I think I absolved myself from the, um, the baloney embarrassment as it were and i will have learned to never ever make that tomato and lettuce mistake again thank god <laughs> <laughs> lettuce and tomato now i will now uh, hold on i will tell you this uh, um you know it's it's nice to have a double but if you go there are some racetracks like virginia motor speedway I don't want to say it out too loud, but uh, we have one hell of a bologna burger. I need to get Elliot to come out there and try it, but it's it's a fairly thick bologna burger. It looks like a hamburger. It's so thick. So I mean, you know, track food is always. I mean, that's what that's what a lot of people go to the racetrack. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the the experience. Like you connect that food to you. Know, your your experience at the racetrack and it gives you good feelings every time that you come back. Eldor Speedway got a bar, yeah, liquor. They got liquor. <laughs> so, which which leads me it's into it leads me into my question for you for you, Dave. I mean, you've been you've been to quite a few different racetracks over the years. Um, what are some of your favorites that you've experienced in in your travels to racetracks? Food lines. Uh, the Southern National Speedway, and I think they still have it. It's called the Carolina Burger. It's got chili on it. Oh, that's pretty. It's pretty good. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So chili, chili, uh, chili on a cheeseburger. On a, chili on a cheeseburger. Yeah. It, um, and I forget what they call it, but uh, Eldora has good. Golly, Eldora Speedway up in uh-huh. uh, Rossburg, Ohio. Rossburg, Ohio. Uh, Ohio, man, they have some super food, and it's like cafeteria. It's cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's like cheap. It's, what is that? It's it's cafeteria style. You, it's not like you walk up. You walk like you're going through the cafeteria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a buffet, and you tell them what you want, and they they hand it to you. Put it on your yeah. your tray or your little plastic, you know, paper tray. Yeah. And you move on. And the food there is phenomenal. It really is. And to be honest with you, I will put this. Uh, someone said that there's a place. What's the, the name of the track down in? Uh, there's a place down in Georgia that the guy he serves up like uh, pork chops and mashed potatoes. It's like a meal. Yeah. And I mean, you can literally go get a meal there. And the, I mean, people, it's funny because people really, if if you talk about their food at a racetrack, they get angry. You know, they, they'll come back at you on social media. Yeah. If you don't like it, if you, if you say something's better than that or yeah. Oh, I get it. Cause pe- I mean, people are territorial with a few things and food is definitely one of them. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Virginia must be way. I will say, uh, our concession has got some really good food. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, Italian sausage. Mm, good. Good. Very good. good. I've not had, uh, I've not Arbolone, had that up Arbolone burger. Okay. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, onions and peppers, a little mustard, no, lettuce, that, no uh, lettuce, tomato, and then we have dirty fries. Dirty fries. That, that was what I was going to yeah. have. What's on the dirty fries? Uh, it's it's a fries with a glob of barbecue on it and yeah. some and some of that cream cheese. Oh, you interesting. Know, the, liquid the, cheese. the liquid, not cream yeah. cheese, no, not actually liquid, cream, cream cheese. cheese. No, the liquid cheese. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. All right. All right. I think Langley calls it redneck fries. Redneck, same, same concept. Yeah, same I, concept. I've had them there and they were really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's funny because when I'm, whenever I'm working at the track. Like when Steve Post come for the sprint car race. Yeah. He tweeted about our food. He yeah. asked what people should try. Yeah. And peop, uh, some of our, our fans said, you need to try this. And he did. He, he liked it. So, so here's the thing. Normally anymore, I'm working at the track. Yeah. And whenever right. I'm working at the track, I can't indulge yeah. as if I were a fan, a fan yeah. because you don't want to like be sitting around with a, and I got oh, an odd food belt. Whenever I, whenever I eat a lot, my belly sticks out about 17 more <laughs> inches than it does normally. Well, the problem is, is when you're in this industry and you're working <laughs> this industry, you're eating, you're eating track food all the time. You end up gaining a little few pounds if you don't watch it. So, so we'll, uh, I will say that. So, so your number one, give me, give me your number one. What is it? Oh Lord. I don't your number, your number one. Best thing you've ever eaten at a racetrack? Probably a bologna burger. Bologna burger? Yeah. Okay. And 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 trust me, I had ten years of service. <laughs> <laughs> ten years of service at, at South Boston. Uh they would always say, Hey, what do you want you yeah. know to eat? And they would bring it up. So a bologna burger. I had lots of bologna burgers. Now I didn't ingest like a six or eight or ten or how many Elliot did at one yeah. time uh because of a bet. But uh, I have eaten my fair share of Sobo bologna burgers, and uh, ours is—I will—I'll put ours up against Sobos. Okay. I really would. Okay, so so now I've had I've had well two and a half. I should say I've had one and a half bologna burgers, because, or two and a half. Yeah, I can do math. I swear. So I had the the one with the lettuce and tomato, and I had the double without the lettuce and tomato with the grilled onions and the extra mustard. So, but. If you ask me mine, I've I've got two and they're they're unique to that track and you brought up Eldora. The pizza burger at Eldora, it's like a burger, it's got the pizza sauce and pepperoni and the stuff on it and a mozzarella cheese. Oh my god. That was that's probably the my favorite sandwich that I've had at a racetrack. And we talked about Road America. Went up to Road America a few years ago and had Wisconsin cheese curds. What is that anyway? Um, it's fried cheese, man. It's it's <laughs> it was like a mozzarella stick, but without the breading. Okay, okay. yeah, it's it's, it's basically it. fried. It's fried it. cheese. I can do that, and it was so freaking good. And it's like unique to that's that. It's unique from, to that place. Yeah, that's what yeah. the guys from uh, Door Bumper Clear, yep. Brett. 
Mm-hmm. Brett, Brett who was roasting me, me on helping roast uh, me on Twitter. They, they, they were talking about the cheese curds. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. things. They so could, you have not had cheese curds before? Have not. You sh- well then. You we know sh- the worst part <laughs> is, is my my grandmother's family's from Green Bay. Oh well, then what's your problem, I man? Don't know. Never it's, been up there. Well, We've see, got family up there. Well, I, see, go. I, I was ignorant about how to properly eat a bologna burger. You're ignorant of cheese curds. I mean, I just don't. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> who cares? Hey, look, I just like food. Yeah, that's all. That's that's. <laughs> And that's sweet. So, so if if you're listening to this, tweet tweet at us or, yeah. or send us a Facebook message or something. And say, hey, this at this racetrack, you need to eat X, Y, and Z. Where have you been? Yeah. What is we, your What is your yeah. favorite track food, and where did you eat it? Yep. How about that? We, we like that. All right. Uh, man, this has been a great show. It really has. Uh, Mike Looney, uh, phenomenal uh, guy. Find out he's a bit of a farmer. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> he and uh, he and Matt Hagen should get together and 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 do some work. By, by the way, I'm, I'm gonna give him a little bit of a call. That dude is. You ever seen pictures? He is getting. He's getting thick. Who? Matt? I mean, yeah, man. That dude <laughs> is th- thick in a thick in a not. No, fat no, way. no, no, no. I'm not saying that. It, the dude has got his neck is bigger than my legs. <laughs> he works out, man. Oh my lord, he works out. Oh, he, I know he, he likes does. to. Uh, he he likes to to. If you follow Matt Hagen on Instagram, man, every yeah. once in a while he's gonna post some shirtless pictures, and uh, I think it gets gets Dave's he's heart rate a, he's a up farm, a little no. bit. He's a farmer. He's a farmer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what yeah. I said. That's yeah. why I said Mike Looney and Matt Hagen should yeah. get together and do some business. Well, if you ever if you ever got Matt Hagen's voicemail, he has the funniest voicemail ever. So uh, I don't want to tell you. We, we, well, we we played it one time. Yeah. Uh, when in Matt one, of, episode. Yeah, one, one of his Matt Hagen's episode, we played it. So, so he said that he's a he's a full time cattle farmer and part time NHRA yeah. <laughs> driver, and that's true. The, yeah. the amount of time that you got to put into the, that work, and he on the he farm. farm, yeah, he farms. Uh, he, he has a, a hemp farm, mm-hmm. and I will say, I utilize his Trust Harvest CBD oil. <laughs> Look at you with the I, sponsor plug. I you get uh, some money out of Matt. I don't know. Well, you know, it'd be nice. I take some free product. Yeah. But but it, I will say, folks, if you use CBD oil, how about supporting somebody that a Virginia a, farmer. a Virginia farmer? And uh, Matt's company's name is True Harvest T R U Harvest, and you can go to trueharvest.com and see all the the, the products they have. And uh, it, it, you know, I, I like I said, if you use that stuff, and I know a bunch of guys that do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a bunch of guys that call me and ask me what I use. Uh, racers, uh, and uh, but. Why don't you help out, uh, a, you know, a Virginia farmer? Well, I, I know, like... Kind of like Hanover tomatoes. Right. You know, if you're going to buy a tomato, buy a Hanover one, mm-hmm. you know? That, that's what I like to do just in general. If No matter if they're from Virginia or, or, or elsewhere, a company that supports a car team driver that I really like, I'm way more likely to support that company or that product than if they, in, than if they didn't. For like a great example is we were just talking about sim seats and Brandon Brown, like Virginia company, Virginia team, Virginia driver. That cohesion is something that we absolutely love here in, in racing Virginia and uh, something that we're going to, you know, try to push more of as we as we expand this program. Hey, how about the whole racing community go out and buy some baby doge? <laughs> you you this doge, man. Tr- Do they look, have it I'm on try- Coinbase? I'm like, tr- yes. Uh, you're going to... I'm on uh, Actually, I'm on Robinhood. The only place I invest is Robinhood right now. Yeah, you need to go to Coinbase or or crypto.com, uh, but you go to those places a lot of the time uh, you have to swap stuff, so you have to buy a certain coin to swap it for the Oh, that sounds complicated. Very easy. Done it. Safe okay. Moon. I got one some got All me right. some Safe Moon. I have no idea what it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it sounds like an anime so, cartoon show. They, they, you know, so they were t- they were t- look, the the crypto folks were talking about it, so I Speaking of that, did did you see that that Landon Castle, NASCAR driver Landon yeah. Castle, his whole contract is in cryptocurrency? Yeah. Crazy. Wonder if that when you like you said, wonder if they're paying bro. We're gonna have I to forget ask who the company is that has uh, I need to look that up next time, but uh Valaro or something like that. It starts with a V, yeah. whatever it is. Um but in fact, uh he the the owner of that company okay. was with Landon on an interview. Yeah. You know, talking about it and talking about crypto. I mean, let's be honest. Cryptocurrency is probably the future 
folks. It's it's coming. Yeah, you, there ain't going to be a dollar bill in your pocket <laughs> before it's all over with. You, you you know, unless these these high business interests in the country can't make some money off of it, then uh, the the government's going to outlaw it probably. Nah. No, but, you nope. don't think so? Nope. Government and the banking industry are going to end up uh, regulating it probably somewhat so yeah. that you, they're not going to just get rid keep, of it to keep the scams out of it, you know? Uh, but I think that uh, if you look at, a, there's going to be a worldwide currency of some sort. I just I mean, it, like, but that, that does make sense to yeah. a certain extent because, because I mean, with the way the world works now, what, do you, what every, are you walking around with? With everything, a phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm you're connected it. to everything right now. You're connected mm-hmm. to the entire world. Yeah. And I mean, it does make a lot of sense. Look, folks, I'm telling you out there, research blockchain, just research blockchain. And you'll understand what's coming. There are some really cool projects that are coming down the road because of blockchain. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think the racing community can get involved. They well, are in a certain small you, extent there, right they, now. Yes, there are some projects that have uh, have um, partnered with F1 already. So, and there's a there's also a cryptocurrency that's partnering with the NBA team, the Portland Trailblazers. So I'm full of knowledge today. Well, look, Dave. I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm just telling you. I mean, you see it. You see Landon Castle. Uh, he has the sponsorship now. All of a sudden, Brandon Brown. Ha- I-, I will say this: Brandon Brown is surprising a lot of folks. He is continuing to finish in the top ten, just about every week. Yep. He's right there. And you're talking about a low budget team, family team, family team, based right, right here in Virginia. Virginia. And I think he has surprised a lot of folks. And I think that's why he is starting to see some more sponsorships come on. Because he's always up front. And I mean, and he's... And he's probably going out and, you know... And he's active. That's the thing. He's active on social media. You saw his viral video a couple weeks ago um, that got him a couple sponsorships. Uh, Sim Seats came on board. <laughs> they said that they uh, Zach tweeted out from the SimSeats account. He's like, I couldn't couldn't resist your video, man. And that matters. That matters. You see that with Brandon. You see that with Jeb Burton. Jeb's one of the absolute best on social media and promoting himself, his brands, his sponsors, and and everything involved with his race team. So, so I mean, that's what you got to do. And and you got two of the best promote promoting drivers right in the NASCAR drivers. I mean, right here in the state of Virginia as well. Speaking of social media, need to follow Racing Virginia at? At Racing Virginia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We get a lot of cool content up from yeah. from when we were at Sobo this past weekend and, and a lot of cool stuff coming soon. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel at Racing Virginia as well. Folks, um, Brandon does a phenomenal job. Please go and support it. If you know, and, and and if you share it, make sure you say something about it. You know, don't just don't do the lazy share. Come the on, the lazy now. share. I call it the lazy you know, share. Just, yep. I always like to compliment whatever yeah. I'm sharing on Facebook with a little bit of extra text and and yeah. give it some context why you care Follow, about it. I mean, yeah. Brandon won't even let me on our social media channel. Yeah. I'm a, I, <laughs> I'm, a social, I'm a gatekeeper. I'm a, I'm a social media guy, but he won't let me on there for yeah. some reason. I don't uh, know. But he look. He did, we'll talk phenomenal about job. Phenomenal job at Sobo. It was a lot of fun. I just tried to showcase how much fun I had. It was great. And uh, by the way, uh, next round is July 24th, Hampton Heat, Langley Speedway for the Virginia Triple Crown. Virginia Triple Crown, 200 laps around Larry King Hall's Langley Speedway. That's a grueling, you know, it's so, I mean, because July 20, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. And Vaughn Crittenden, Vaughn was at South Boston. I talked to him. He's got a lot of cool stuff planned for the Hampton Heat as well. Um, Pre-race ceremonies are going to be lit. I'll just leave it at that. Pre-race is going to be lit. The trophy is going to be lit. Hey, he's having a special trophy made. <laughs> yeah. I and we don't want to give it away. No, no, no. I know where he's doing it because we've talked give about it, it before. Yeah, but it's going to be great. I'm going to be down there on pit road, uh, pit reporting and 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 commentating. And and there might even be a camera down there following me around, too. Uh, that's going to be cool. That's going to be, well, not that every, anybody wants to look at this yeah. face, but they'll be looking at a lot of the drivers down there to a lot of cool stuff coming and. uh um, a lot of cool stuff coming at uh, at, uh, at Virginia Motor Speedway too. I mean, you're going to have, yeah, we have uh, racing, racing the next two weeks. The next yeah, two weeks. Next two weeks. Uh, um, 
And we're also going to uh, broaden our horizons to talk about some of the, the other dirt tracks here in the state of Virginia. Yeah. Um, we got drag racing. We got stuff at By VIR. Way, I, again, I'm going to... Uh, Tyler... Cross, no. I'm telling you what. He's on. He just he just keeps pumping stuff out. He just the makes that, that place is, look so. Like, good. Let me tell you something. The stuff that's coming out of VMP is phenomenal. And they're and they're building onto the facility too. They've got the, you the know, monster the, truck show that yeah. they had this past weekend was lit, buddy. I mean, it, they had a good crowd and uh, that you know that that's what we need. We need if you've never been to a drag race, go experience it. Yeah. Go to VMP. Okay, they they put on a phenomenal show. And it's, I, in the drag racing industry, I think the NASCAR industry could actually learn something from drag racing because every ticket's a pit pass, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, you know, people can go, they get to see those, the drag cars up close. So you get to get, you know, you, you, you buy a ticket, you can walk around the paddock and, and, and I think that was one of the cool things about uh, what happened at South Boston this past week too, is, 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 is that for that autograph session. The drivers, uh, the late model stock car drivers brought their cars uh, up to the front stretch and then South Boston opened up that front stretch to everybody who had a ticket to that race. They came down, their kids got autographs, they talked to the drivers, they, you know, they could touch and feel the race cars. I'm sure some of the drivers probably even let the kids sit in the race car for, for a hot second just to see what it's like to be in that race car. And that stuff matters it matters so much and those types of experiences when when we were kids i know me and dave those types of experiences made us race fans for life and now we're working in that industry well and that's the one thing that did i mean the first race i went to as a kid sonny hutchins put me we'd like you to subscribe to one of the platforms it would be nice and if you and if you're on apple give us a review maybe give us a five star be nice we'd we'd love you for that so but you can find it anywhere on your your favorite podcast platform. Hell, we're on iHeartRadio I and Amazon. I mean, you can't get... You can't get away from us. <laughs> no, you can't get We're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Mike Looney for taking some valuable time out of his day to uh, visit with our, uh, with us. And, and, of course, you, the listener, for downloading this podcast and listening. For Brandon Brown, I'm Dave C. Reminding you, keep racing, Virginia. This has been a Speed Squad and Appletown Media Production.